2: watching Lester Till I Die TV. Chris all right good evening good day good morning good afternoon good night goodbye hello welcome along i got the right intro how are we doing this is LTID TV from Leicester till I die I do hope you're well thank you for joining us and watching do feel free uh, which is subscribe to join in the chat and uh, as we go along if you are watching us on YouTube uh, you can also obviously watch us on Twitter and or Twitter, I suppose, whichever it is at the moment, and also um, Facebook. I'm not sure about Threads. I've kind of I think it's only on your phone, which baffles me. I need to be able to do things on computers. And if you are listening via your favourite podcast platform, whatever that may be, welcome along as well. Thank you for lending me your ears. Um, you can find us on all of our socials, which are going along the bottom there there we go uh, podcast and socials OTID TV or Lester till I die search I then it should bring us up uh, if you are trying to get onto the website um you can't well you can but there's nothing new on there at all it's just undergoing maintenance uh, but I do think that that will be shutting down um, but look let's well it's been a it's been a week since uh, we've been here uh, we've had a game we've signed a flare we, we've it's all getting Rather exciting, um I'm not sure whether he's actually finished drying his hair yet, but he did have a very swept back fifties rocker look earlier. Let's see what he's like, very, very Jesus. Brad, good evening, sir. How the devil
0: Good evening, mate. That was my entrance there. That was my stars in the eyes moment there. That was the smoke.
2: <laughs> not, not so bad. Have you dried your hair, sir?
0: Uh, as, as best I can, as best I can for now. It's uh, This is as good as it gets. I just look like an egg right now with a wig on. I don't like it, but, it's you know, there's no ladies taking an oar to me, so it's all right. It's fine. As long as not anyone off coming on stream.
2: I mean, I was going to use the screenshot for the you know, LTID TV dating site.
0: Wow, well, you get no, you get no swipes on it.
2: I'll tell you that. <laughs> Depends what you swiping off, I guess. But anyway, let let us.
0: <laughs> <move on. laughs> PG is not an old pot yet,
2: Chris. <laughs> um, JB, uh, evening, Chris. Where's Rob, when's Rob Tammer coming on? About two weeks ago, mate. Um, you missed it.
0: You're a bit late, JB. A little bit late. Little yeah. bit late.
2: Uh, hopefully, I might be able to get him on before the season kicks off. But let, look, there's so there's so many of these channels now uh, of all different sizes, not just for Leicester, but for you know every club. So the journalists, it's almost a full time job. Is coming on to channels like this. But Rob very kindly gives up his own time, and it was a couple of weeks ago, and we just just talked uh, managers possible signings and whatever so if you go onto LTIDTV on youtube and go on to um, LCFC uh, threads and you should find it there johns in good evening john how are you i hope you are well sir um Spencer is in as well. Good evening, Spencer. Still loving, loving your, uh, your icon there. Uh, and, oh, Del Boy's in. Del Boy, what's the crack? What's the bleeding story, Chris and Brad? Del Gunner TV, how are you doing? Um, you now have Mr. Rice, I believe. I mean, I'm, I haven't seen anything that's been mentioned in it all. They've kept it very quiet, if you have signed him. Mm-hmm. Have you seen anything about it at all, Brad?
0: Wow, no, it's not like Arsenal to parade around overspending on an Englishman for a signing, is it? You know, it's not like that. Oh, I do have a question for you, though, Dale Boy. Have they signed Uncle Ben yet to go with the rice? Uncle Ben's rice? Shall I leave now? Yeah. 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 All right. later, guys, thanks for having me on, Chris. I
2: think, (laughs) even by my standards, (laughs) you get one of these. Bellin. I'm sorry, you do. That is that. Uh, even by as they might nothing, nothing, low, you nothing
0: played, <laughs> nothing played. My end, don't see that.
2: You have been, you've been with me too long. That's the trouble. Yeah you... it because um, and I, 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 I needed to get out. But there's so many pictures going round of um of Madison in Arsenal tops. Um, Ooh. and he, but he has gone to North London, but I believe. The bigger club in North London, that'll get him going. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, <laughs> boy. I love you. <laughs> he knows I do. He knows I'm joking. Hi, uh, Brad says John. Um, oh, ha Sorry, pal. Seeing the one with Ben. Yes, I know. he'll get. will get shot. He'll, he'll be taken out of his wages. Uh, Nate is in. Good evening, uh, Chris and Brad. Uh, yeah, it, it was. Come on, even even by my standards, that was bad. Uh, I'm very happy with Declan Rice. Uncle Ben, right, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Guy, they've not mentioned it one little bit, you know. It's just sort of every first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth post on their uh, transfer page. (laughs) And then, <laughs> then you might see Man United, but yeah, uh, you know, I don't expect to see Leicester. Obviously, now we're 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 a non-entity in the second tier. But uh, the PSG, Brad, the PSG of the Championship.
0: I'd prefer it to be called the Man City of the Championship. It's more respectable, I guess, in some <laughs> ways than others, especially with who's our manager right now. But yeah, yeah, and we're gonna get that tag, and you know. You Know we're going to get some stick for it, but so- sorry we'd run a successful ish club as long as we're not talking shirts. But don't mention the shirts, Chris. I think I just got away with it. Do not mention the shirts. You that know, aside, you know, you what
2: know gets me
0: going. <laughs> well, if that's what it takes to get you going, mate, I'll be up about it. You know what, my age, mate, it
2: doesn't take a lot. I'm <laughs> not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm just grateful for anything that gets me going. I've got to be honest <laughs> with you. But no, look, aside from that, <coughs> excuse me, I mean, do you see it doing a, a bit of a Burnley? Uh,
0: not to probably the same extent as Burnley. I think there's, um, we're doing the right thing in getting rid of uh, of players that don't want to be here. We're cashing in on... I, I, what you'd call high value assets with madison obviously i mean i still say the fact that we're in a championship and we've still been able to negotiate forty million for him is is a very good deal for, for both us and and um and and spurs i mean it's a shame that he's retired from winning trophies madison but you know someone's got to haven't they uh someone's got to take that noble sacrifice but yeah i think it's a good process i don't think I think the thing is, like you said, tongue in cheek, a little bit there about the PSG and you know, I said Man City sort of thing is there's no there's not the necessity for a rebuild. It is literally a case of if you want to be here and you want to fight to play for this club, then I'll keep you. And if not, door don't hit you on the way out, sort of thing. And yeah, you know, we're obviously expecting to lose a few more players throughout the window. But the longer it goes on, the more you think, well. A lot of these must be up for the fight. I mean, I didn't watch the game that we're going to talk the the, the game that we're going to talk about in a bit, but I watched the interview with Jewsbury Hall and um, and Connor Cody, and it's safe to say that the change in the well, the atmosphere and the feeling around the club is is a positive one to lure lowering uh, in people in. So, mm. um, yeah, I mean, we're gonna get.
2: Uh, Craig in, in a bit who actually went to the match, but I I was asked this question. I went on an Ipswich podcast last week, and
0: uh, oh, you
2: poor nice, nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like Ipswich. I've got a soft spot for of Ipswich. Um, but uh, apparently the the the, the, gu- the wedding guidance in uh, in uh, Suffolk is called Related. Um, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Thank you. That's what they tune in in the morning. Um, but, uh, Conan, quickly move on. Um, it was nice to to, to, to sort of speak to, to, to fans from different clubs now, and it's which it's been a while since we played them. Um, but he asked me, "Was I feeling excited about the new season?" And I've got to say, I actually am. Although I'm very distracted with other things, which I'm going to come on to in a second uh but regarding the actual football i am kind of taking the back sixes off season and i need to recharge my batteries and what have you but i am actually quite excited by it
0: yeah i am in a way i I suppose without kind of getting ahead of ourselves we're probably just looking forward to seeing the team play some decent football and actually maybe win a few games instead of uh, instead of conceding i mean i know it was only a Pre-season friendly, but to see Leicester win a game and not concede a goal uh, was was um, was something to take forward. So, yeah, it's um, it it's it might not be the division we want to be in, as everybody professes to be become a Premier League club, obviously, Chris. But uh, yeah. it's it's feeling a little bit more optimistic optimistic about it, yeah. Um, especially with the natural fallout from the relegation, a lot of people. Uh probably a few of them in the chat right now were feeling and dreading the championship and uh I think now we're kind of coming to terms with it a bit more and looking at a different light. It's definitely a season we should be optimistic for
2: yeah uh i I've, I've, I've just um let me just uh, upload a few a few pictures uh for delboy um but look, yeah i'm I don't think I'd have been this happy if we'd ended up with Parker or Gerard
0: no then i'd still I'd refuse to come on these shows and talk about them because um I'd be fair in league one days again um because they're just useless managers so yeah I'm, out of all the strange left field appointments if you want considering you know this 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 man was you know an assistant manager and not a not a manager of you know great caliber I know he was at Palmer for a bit as well, so he has managed at a club before so. But out of all the left-wing signings, if you will, I'm I'm happy it ended up being Enzo than Gerard Lampard or any Tosh like that. Um, if anyone wants to tell me if I'm still sounding robotic, robotic, I hope not because there's not really anything I can do on my phone, unfortunately. You
2: sound you sound fine to me. I must admit, and it's not often I'm, I, I can say that. Um, but uh, right, let me just make a note of that. Uh, no. No, because I just want to ask you a question in a second. At uh, the end of the day, football is football, says JB. doesn't matter what standard. Looking forward to the season up the city, indeed. Uh, like I say, looking forward to winning a few games. Uh, the games will be easy for you to go to, Brad, as, you are, as you're already up north. Um,
0: I don't drive, so it won't be as easy as you think. Although I have got my test at the end of August, so who knows? But uh, I'll see where I am
2: soon. Thank that. you. Um, look... Delboy, if you're still in, and thank you for saying about the likes, please do smash the likes. It does help the channel. A few pictures of some Arsenal players. Well, possibly. Uh, oh, no, sorry. He didn't sign for you, did he? And uh, Oh, no, he didn't sign for you either. Um, and, and, funny enough, neither did he. Um, yeah, n- well, no, none of those. None of those players actually signed for Arsenal. It's funny that, isn't it? I, wonder where, I wonder, <laughs> wonder where he went, Brad. Do you know where he went at all?
0: Oh, I think it was a team called Bottenham Hotspur.
2: Is it? Oh, no, sorry. That's
0: a T. It's a T. Tottenham Hotspur. Sorry. I read well, that wrong.
2: Possibly closer before. possibly um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want before. But somebody mentioned Harvey Barnes then. Apparently West Ham have pulled out. Um,
0: First time for uh, everything?
2: Yes, there is. Uh, maybe I wish I'd done that 26 years ago. Uh, oh,
0: that, that's one of your kids wishing <laughs> everything.
2: He's getting, he's, getting, he's getting married in a couple of weeks, so it's not going to be my responsibility then. Uh, but look, no, um, it's costing me enough to go and actually go out and buy a suit the other day. Um, so is the door open to um, Newcastle or? Any chance do you think you could see him starting
0: the season at Leicester? There's always the possibility. When I
2: say starting the season, of course, the season starts before the windows shut anyway. But you know what I
0: mean. Yeah, which is only done for publicity reasons. It's ridiculous that the window still continues into the start of the season, whether it's it's a week or, or the entire month of August, which it is. It's ridiculous. Every deal should be... And I think it rightly should be concluded before a ball's kicked. It's not fair and it messes with clubs and we've seen it throughout the years of history. Players sitting on the benches. We had the French Voldemort do it to us to start the last season. Yeah. It's not right. It messes with preparations. But, you know, money money's money in it and it makes entertainment. You think football's a sport, Chris. No, you're wrong. It's an entertainment business. Um, yeah. There is every chance, though, that he could start the season here. People might... Might be looking at Barnes and thinking, "Well, we 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 know the pros and cons with him. Let's see what he does." And look, he's he's still got um. Well, he has got two years left on his contract, hasn't he? After well, you'd I mean, be down to one after the season. There would be nothing to gain or lose by keeping him. Like I say that we'd obviously gain keeping him a very good player like that It's a plus side. And if we sold him. I did a show, as you know, with John, a big Newcastle fan, and a yeah. big, 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 big lover of this channel, Does show, shows shows you a lot of support, doesn't he, Chris? And, yeah. and I I kind of went on there, he kind of wanted a scouting show. I mean, I don't know why he asked me to do that, but he did anyway. Yeah. Uh, kind of the pros and cons of him. Look, we keep him. He's a great asset. He helps us get us up. He probably bumps £5 million onto his value, and we sell him next season anyway, because he's not going to stay at Leicester. I know he's born and bred here, but he obviously wants that guarantee of European football. Um and if he goes, it's like James Wellison. He goes for 25 30 million brilliant. That boosts us up from any loss or losses we've had due yeah. to this relegation and, and, and it falls us forward. What I would say is, can we get it done quickly? Or just as I've seen there, Chris, in the comment from Terry, maybe puts himself in the shop window for four months and it's a January move. Either way one of the transfer winners, If he's going, go quickly, because yes. he's been training now a couple of weeks trying to get used to Enzo's style of play. And
2: although Enzo, you don't hasn't want to
0: waste him. the time. Yeah,
2: he? he hasn't picked him, so it's almost like he's not in his plans. And I know it's early days. You know, we we played yeah. whoever it was, Peterborough behind closed doors, and Northampton away at the weekend. Like I said, we'll, we'll come on to that later. But yeah, it's almost like he's, he's he said it's injury, but you. I
0: don't know. That that that's the old chestnut, isn't it? They're, they're ill or they're injured when they're probably talking about a move. And he's maybe, he's, you know, it, it's temperamental, isn't it, with these players? And again, look, French Voldemort, I won't name him, you know I won't. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd rather not go down that route. You'd rather say, look, we'll just say you're injured, get your head, you know, sort your head out, def- definite define where you want, but do not come back to me Until you're either telling me, yes, I want to leave or no, I'm going to stay for the fight. And either way, I respect your answer, but just, you know, sort your head out, find out definite what what you want to do and go Mm -hmm. that one. And if that's how they're going to have to publicize it for another couple of weeks, I'm fine with it. If he is genuinely injured, then that might be why West Ham have been put off from him.
2: Yeah, I mean, Newcastle are still interested. And um, Before we just take, go for a little short break, I want to just bring this in from JB. Uh, Newcastle want to sell Maximum, then they'll come in for Barnes. I mean, <sighs> Newcastle fans have been speaking very highly of Maximum since Eddie Howe's taken over. But then again, they weren't talking <laughs> nicely about anybody under Steve Bruce. Um, would you take him as part of a deal, do you think?
0: Um, I, I don't know. He he might be one of them players that can, kind of reminds me of um, Dwight Gale, um, who, funny enough, was a former Newcastle player. He's one of them players that, to me, I mean, we, we, we don't know yet. I don't know. I can't remember if he did spend the season in the championship, you know, when Newcastle were a bit up and down. Like, he might have already. I don't know. But he seems like one of them players that can't quite get it going in the Premier League but mm. if he ever gets to play in a Championship, he could be like you know, he could he could tear the division apart and that's what I mean yeah. by Dwight Gale. Anyone who knows him knows he used to rip the Championship to pieces but he couldn't quite take it over in his time at Palace and with Newcastle in the uh, Premier League. Yeah. I, the problem is with Enzo he's not really looking to build for promotion and then sack five players off, is he? I don't know if Maximum would be given the chance to then try and reprove himself in the Premier League. I would take it if that is the case, Mm. but I wouldn't if he's only bringing him in for one season. There's there's nothing to gain from it.
2: Yeah. We will come back on to the um, links of who's in and who's out. Uh, But somebody who is in, uh, it is our very own... I don't often at the moment get a chance to play this, so... I'm going to play it again just because it makes me feel that I'm extremely clever.
0: Here is wise man from ancient times.
2: Yes, there is. And here he is, the wise man from ancient times himself. Craig, it's been a while. How the devil are you, sir?
0: I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? All right, I'm Brad? All so right, Craig. How are you, mate? I'm
3: all right, thank you. I think last time I was on, I was um, it was on the quiz. and I did well. I did watch him the other that. night and I'm I'm not going to say that I'm competitive but when uh, when he got a question wrong that meant he couldn't beat me I did do a little fist pump. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, as it happens I just want to mention if everybody or if anybody isn't doing anything between 8 and 10 at a.m Monday to Friday, um, or you're listening on the way into into uh into work, whatever you're doing, check out Sunny Hills Radio. They've got a new breakfast DJ on, who I've heard is very, very good. Now, I mean uh, far from me to sort of name names, but I have got back to me He's very, very good. Uh, so if you if you have missed today's a bit like Harry Kane for England missing the penalty, you can always check it out. Mixcloud.com forward slash Surrey Hills Radio. That said, quickly having gone past the uh the, the the free publicity, um that table do you mean, Craig? That's the one. <laughs> yes, Josh was getting very close to you, although it was a bit of a late comeback because he didn't he started off well, had a bit of a dip in the middle, but then finished strongly.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was gonna do me to be fair.
2: It was close. It was very, very close. Brad's just saying I'm keeping quiet. (laughs) (laughs) I told
0: you, I'm the strongest member of this team. I hold everybody up.
2: Brad,
0: Brad's own, actually hoping hands. that I get two more
2: people on very, very
0: quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm not there. <laughs> yes, that's it. Do you, do you know what the worst thing is about that, Craig? I was a guinea pig for your questions and I would have beat you. <laughs> that's the yeah. worst thing. Yeah, you, you got, yeah, you got You'd have been
2: joined top,
0: mate. Yeah, I'd have been joined top yeah. with you. <laughs> You're on the test of your questions.
2: Yeah, I was
3: doing pretty well. I can't remember. Who was it who was last? I can't see that graphic very well. Um... Who was on last last week? Josh. Josh. Josh, yes. Josh. So yeah, I I did pretty well on Josh's. To be honest, um, um, it's funny, isn't it? It's it's when it's your questions and you're on and that clock's going, yeah. You know, <laughs> and you get and you get two, you get torn between two options or whatever, and ones that you would normally get. I mean, I saw my brother last week, and he was he was having a pop at me for a couple of the ones that I didn't get. Well,
2: you
3: would tell, tell him yeah. to get on here then <laughs> good idea I will do
2: um it is always easier when you you're not on are you saying that the the clock puts a little bit of extra pressure on you
3: well, it does because you know that you've got a you've got a time limit, so half of your mind is concentrating on the clock when normally you're fully minded on getting the right answer um so, yeah, there was a couple that I was disappointed with on mine, I must admit.
2: That that was the idea of me adding it. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah. but, it's like uh, you're a pro. It's, it is. You'd think I'd do this on maybe multi multimedia options, mm, you know. You would. JB's still having a problem. I think it's your end, JB, because he sounds absolutely fine to me, um, Brad, or as fine as Brad can do. Um, before we get on to the match at the weekend, um, Terry has said this to Craig. Looks like we're going to have to disband the Evans fan club.
3: Yeah, I know, I know. And either that, or we 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 have to bring in a uh, open up a Man United slash Everton slash wherever he's going to go Celtic branch. I don't know.
2: Well, well, yeah, he has been linked with a few places, hasn't he? He you has. Uh, I think that we've actually scared Dale Boy off, uh, Duh, Brad, because he's not come back to those uh, those images. Oh dear. Surprise, surprise. poor old boy. Um, right, we go. Probably, I'll
0: tell you what he's doing, he's probably gone to put RV Barnes in an Arsenal shirt. <laughs> probably
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here we go. Northampton nil, Leicester City won. You were there, Craig. You didn't see it at all, Brad. <laughs> I saw about the first 30 minutes, and I've got to be honest with you, I was absolutely knackered because I'd been out, but i had done a show radio show in the morning, which wasn't supposed to be live, and then I found out it was. Um, then I went out for the day with my, my, my daughter, and uh, I got in, and I saw the first 20 minutes. Now, we looked reasonably good, Dirk Craig. Uh,
3: up to a point. I mean, you've got to take into account the opposition, and I know yeah. the old adage that you can only beat what's in front of you, but I must admit, early on, the first 20 minutes, I thought I, I thought we weren't looking particularly good at all. Um, okay. I thought <laughs> this is going to be, yeah, I thought this is going to be a long season, to be honest, mm. and and it's going to take some time, and and I still think the same. I think we've got to be patient, and I hope that the fans are patient. But uh, the longer the game went on, you could see what he was trying to do, um, and it's very, very much out of uh, Pep's playbook. That's for sure. Did, did... And...
2: Sorry, carry on.
3: No, I was going to say, I and I don't think how I don't know how much you can read into that team, or how close that team will be to the team that takes on Cov in the first game of the season.
2: Oh, I mean, I don't. I mean, just every everybody changed, didn't they, on the sixtieth minute, virtually. Yeah, but even um, that,
3: even that, yeah, that sixty minutes. I don't know. It might be close. I'm, I'm not sure.
2: But, yeah. um, I mean, he's come out and said we need to add more things to improve. We can only do that by working. I think today the players showed they are happy with the idea. They they seem to to play some very good football. Yeah, you have to take into account that it is only Northampton. But let's be honest with you: six months ago, Brad, we would never even have uh, beaten this. they uh, beaten Northampton. Let's be let's, let's not uh, lie about it. But Craig, we did seem to sort of it was yeah the the end product wasn't there. Uh, you can see they were a bit rusty. Vardy mm-hmm. hadn't quite got his, his eye yeah. in yet, but there was some good build up play.
3: Yeah, I think the um, the the ideas, the whole process was was good. You're right. Yeah, they're, they're taking the time to get their touch right. I mean, the weather conditions were absolutely awful. Um, so the weight of pass was a little off sometimes. You know, they weren't putting enough on it to get was through. Was it
2: awful in what
3: way? Uh, it was bloody biblical, mate. I'll I tell you <laughs> what. I mean, we yeah, were driving... You know the
2: sun was shining every time. I thought, are oh, you going to say it was still hot for them?
3: No, the sun would come out for like 10, 15, uh, 10 minutes. You think, oh, I might be drying out now. And then it started raining again. On uh... the way over in the car, my daughter said... If I was driving, I would have stopped because there's no way I'm driving through this. it was you you could literally struggle to see out the windscreen, the rain and hailstorms that were coming in really? it was ridiculous, wow. yeah, it was horrible.
2: I must have literally caught the bit because every time when I was watching it, the sun kept shining through um, yeah but, but
3: but no the yeah the the way they were trying to to pass through and create the space very much he was using. Uh, JJ, second half, Ricardo, first half, in the same way that Pep used Cancelo for the first half of last season, where you play a back four, but then one of the, I think he did it with Zinchenko before he went to Arsenal as well, where that fullback would then slot into midfield to create an extra man. So you're creating overloads in both parts of the pitch. And that's what he was trying to do. So although we were a little bit slow sometimes, you could see it was more uh, forward-thinking. And the mm-hmm. thing I did like was, particularly in the in the after-match interview that he did, the number of times that he talked about the number of men in the box. Um, and I think last season we could all see it that sometimes we had one player in the box too. And he's talking about it, all this good play is irrelevant if you haven't got enough men in the box. So uh, a lot of positive things coming out.
2: I mean, having watched and and let's let's remember that it is a pre-season, the whole team changed after sixty minutes. But for that first sixty minutes, and you you would think he's gonna start with some of his stronger players, mm-hmm. um there was some there were some funny players in different positions. Vardy surely isn't gonna be the captain going into the season. I mean, I'll come to you on this one, Brad, mm-hmm. because I mean, he's not
0: going to play every game, is he? So surely he can't be the captain. Well, you, you, you'd you think he wouldn't have the legs to do it uh, if nothing else. But if there's nothing else stopping him being the captain and playing each week, it's going to be the fact that he's just not got the legs to do so. Um, I I mean, I didn't get to see the game, but I've seen a lot of the, the mini YouTube clips that Leicester have been putting off. Uh, conveniently, they won't allow comments to go on there. I wonder why. But um, that man in the picture—I've uh, seen a few of his interviews. The way he speaks, I would imagine that that's where his captaincy will be. In, in Connor Cody, I think um, he seems to be that um, that, that experienced head, that Evans-like replacement. Obviously, a fair few years younger to Craig's delight, uh, and he can actually run. So. I, I i would assume come the start of the season um that um that connor Cody would be the, the the captain the only reason i could see maybe Vardy keeping it is it's one of them like red herrings like he will be the leader that that, 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 that the um the, that the known heads will know like um Dennis hey, pratt well, he could, yeah, it could be that, it could be that role. But sometimes you kind of have that leader that's in the dressing room, don't you? And then you have the on-pitch uh, dressing room, you know, on-pitch dressing room. Look at me making up sentences. On-pitch um, <laughs> captain um, sort of thing. But I, I would personally go with Conor Cody, the way I've seen him um, conduct himself in interviews and the way he talks about the training. Um, uh, so I don't see Vardy being the captain, no, not at all because of that.
2: A couple of points, uh, Craig. that's come up. Uh, Curtin's got a good question, which we'll come to in a second. Uh, Terry's, and it's not just he said, indeed, he was in a very odd position uh, looking back at it. But then he had Ricardo playing what looked to be at the start of right-back and Castagna playing in front of him. And I would have thought it would have been the other way around, but... There was a lot of players, and whether he's just trying things out or not, but um, there was some uh, uh, some odd positioning, wasn't there?
3: There the, the was, as I say, it, it's definitely uh, fluid. I think that's the that's the word to use in terms of positioning. Um, but he was definitely trying to get that overload, and he he, he talked about it um, by playing that extra man in the middle of the pitch or, or making the extra man out of your back four, then you ha- you have an overload on, of three on two. And then in the next pit area of the pitch, when the next one's step up, you have five on a back four or whatever. And that's, that's what he's trying to create. So by being fluid in each area of the pitch, you put an extra man in there so you have an overload, which is great as long as you're keeping the ball. And that's the key to it all. Of of having possession. When you're out of possession, then you just gotta make sure that you've got enough clever heads or yeah. speed merchants. And that's why um Carl Walker was played a lot at Man City that he got them out of a lot of trouble when it was turned over and they'd moved their players out of position. Now yeah. we haven't really got a speed merchant. I mean Ricky P's fairly quick, but if he's the one who's making the the step up into midfield, then he'll be out of position. So I don't know, maybe Callum Doyle will do it. I'm not sure, but I mean, it was interesting and definitely the way that, that Indeedy was getting through from an advanced position. I haven't seen anybody make that many forward runs from midfield since Muzzy, is it? To be honest, it was.
2: I mean, are, you know, we, are there means a lot of players here and I want to go through them individually in a second? Uh, mm-hmm. and, I, and I know I've. Brad's just stuck his finger up at me, but I've heard reports that Vestergaard wasn't too bad when he came on. I mean, are we looking at players here that aren't bad players, just were awful under Brendan Rodgers, and that given this new lease of life under Enzo, actually, you're thinking like, yeah, there's a decent player in Indeedy.
3: I think you've got to play to player's strengths, so and I'm not. I'm not saying that that's his strength. Um, We know that Brendan very
2: rarely did that.
3: No, but what what it showed was that with that formation, it does create an extra midfield runner that is difficult for the opposition to pick up. The Mm. fact was, in this uh, uh, occasion, it happened to be indeed if you imagine that to be someone who can actually finish or more forward thinking, they're going to reap the rewards of that. (laughs) But, but I don't know. I mean, he's talking, you know, the, the players that he's trying, that we're being linked with, those mm. sort of attacking mids of a, of a Madison replacement would, would thrive in that formation where they're getting the ability to find themselves free. With Vestergaard, again, I think he's always been looked on as someone who could be okay in a back three when you're going to have a lot of the ball because it can pass. He's a decent passer of the ball. If you're under pressure and he's being forced back into his own penalty box most of the time, mm-hmm. that's not his game. But where we think that we're going to have a lot of possession and we're going to be higher up the pitch and, and you're looking for your centre-half to be able to play it around, mm-hmm. you know, it, I'm not saying he's a first choice, but he's not a bad backup for some of the other games where you know whether it's cup games, league cup games, we, we've got to go early into the Carabao Cup that you want to keep the formation and the, and the same way of playing, that he would be comfortable stepping in for those lesser games.
2: I mean, like, like we've said, you know, we've seen so many players that were good actually deteriorate under Brendan and players, let's face it, lose value in the marketplace. Mm. But Curtin says here, with the possession-based tactics that Brendan tried to employ, how was the performance different? was the better performances down to improved personnel?
3: I think... Sorry. I mean, you saw a bit. Do you want, do you want to pick that up, Brad, first?
0: I, I didn't watch seen the it. game. I didn't watch it, unfortunately. So this is all on you, Craig. I'm, I'm enjoying watching you <laughs> I, I, I saw
2: about 20 minutes and I saw the yeah. goal and that that, that was it. <laughs> I think, I think it's possession-based,
3: but because he's trying to create this overload... It means that you can be more progressive. And I think that's the difference. That he's trying to be uh, to have possession, but to try and move it through the phases of the pitch quicker. Mm. Uh, Harry Winks was very good. Uh, I thought he, he, he moved the ball well. And sometimes you look at these players and you look at them when they're not on the ball. And Harry Winks was constantly scanning the pitch, seeing what was going on so that when he got it, he knew exactly where the next pass was. Apart from the one where he smacked Ricardo in the face
2: from like five yards. Um, <laughs> well, he says here, Andrew, Winks was neat and tidy, but not exciting.
3: Yeah, I, no, I, I would agree with that. He was neat and tidy and he kept the ball moving. I think he didn't have a lot of runners in front, to be honest. I thought the young lad on the wing took a little bit of time to get going. Uh, he took the easy pass off uh, when he had the chance. But, I think the one thing that you, you you took from that game was, if you're playing Pats and Daka, it needs to be where Vardy is. To be honest, Vardy's lost that little bit of pace. I think more so with Vardy, I think he's lost a bit of hunger, um, and I think that was such a big part of his game. Uh, unless he can get that hunger back, he probably won't be first choice, and he'll pretty, he could well be club captain, but not on pitch captain. Yeah, yeah, Daka is. Dakar has to play through the middle because he's an instinct player. When the ball's at his feet and he's being asked to think about what to do to take a full-back on or whatever, that's just not his game at all. And he looked out of it. Um, but I think as it progresses and you people get more confident to make forward runs, I think Wimps would be able to find them.
2: I have to ask purely... I'm asking this on behalf of a friend... <laughs> and that that friend is basically is Brad. I believe, I can fly, but I believe, was he not in the field? In that show? Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it. I don't know when he came on, but I'm only going off what I think I saw on somebody's feed that he wasn't playing as a striker. uh,
3: I think he was, or he was supposed to. But then I think what's probably happened is, and the reason that indeed he got in so much, was the fact that he was often dropping deep to create the next ball and create a gap for another runner to go into. If you're standing up there and you're just getting the ball into feet um, and then you, you're you very easily marked, if you're dropping back, then you have that... that uh, uh, you, you give the defenders a question. Do I drop with him? And if I do, I leave a hole for a runner to go into or do I let him go and then he's got space to get the ball in turn? Harry Kane's done that probably the last two seasons at Spurs. Hmm. He rarely stays up there. He drops. Same with Man City before they got Haaland, They played with a false nine, so they played with someone who was the centre forward who wasn't really a centre forward. He'd drop in, and he would create space for other runners. So, would, think,
0: would you compare yeah. him to Okazaki in that role then, Craig? He did Probably. that far, didn't he? would hold the ball up and then play it through to him, sort of drag a defender with him.
3: I guess in them we were we were sort of playing two up front. With this, I, I've got a feeling that he may still go with one, but he would want his wingers and a midfielder to be doing the runs beyond the so-called striker. <clears throat> because, I mean, it's all about, <clears throat> particularly in, in, um, in when you're forward thinking, it's about creating space and then attacking space. If you're a statue, and Vardy sadly has been a statue for the last two seasons, it's simple. You're just standing there in front of the two two centre-halves. If you're make, giving those centre-halves um, food for thought, then they don't know where the next runner's coming from. You look at the most successful teams. Firmino at Liverpool, same thing. Their goals were coming from the wingers. Firmino would drop in and be a a, a sort of link-up player. And I think that's what Nacho seemed to be doing.
2: Let me ask you this one, uh... First of all, I'll come to you, Brad, on this and then get Craig's take on it. Um, well, well, I've lost it now. Uh, base, base, oh, here we go. Um, Nate was saying, was there a reason Samari wasn't on the uh, we well, got roster? Typical American. Wasn't in the squad, the way us Brits say it, Nate. Weren't in the squad. Um, do we read anything into that, do you think, Brad?
0: No, um, and that's the shortest answer you're going to get from me. But I will actually explain why. Um, just go back over every other season and watch the preseason games. They take a a twenty-two players. Look, we've got a big squad. We've got a we've got a big squad at the moment because we, you know, everybody thought it was going to be a clear, you know, clearance sale at LCFC, and it hasn't really transitioned like that. We haven't, you know, apart from the out of player contracts, which we already knew. We we haven't really turned over a lot. We've still got the you know the youthful playing with them. We've got to get the pre seasons on. Obviously, that Ma- Ma- Marcel um is is one that's that's making it into the first team. Look, the, the players that didn't make it. Guess what will happen on game week two? We won't see a Dennis Pratt because Barnes will probably play. We won't see a um, well Faze because sutar will probably start the game. We won't see um. You know, indeed, because he he'll, he'll give Su- he'll give um, Samari that chance. That's exactly what the first couple of preseason games are designed for: fitness and to test what you've got in front of you. I mean, it's a cliche word to say at this point, but it's, we're in the biggest transitional period of the club's history for 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 quite a while since we have settled into the Premier League and, and since dropping out. Because, like like Enzo said. I have a way that I want us to play, but I'm going to play to the strengths of this team until either I get the players that I need to to, 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 to do the style I want, or I know where I'm at with the squad. I think there was a comment there that said on the radio he may have dropped it still four weeks to do and plenty of business to be done. So we know that's the case. He's got to see not, not just the whole entirety of the squad, but like you said, with these strange positions we're seeing, players playing in, like in and, and and Ian Acho, to a degree, and how he's operated, Ricardo uh, and Castagne, we have got to remember as fans, yes, we know what we can do, yes, we, we know as a, as a club, and, and, and I know certain members of the backroom staff that are still there will tell him what these players are capable of doing, he will want to see it with his own eyes, and I don't think, unless there's a player that's gone to him and gone, look I loved it here, but I'm off, see you later, I want to leave Leicester like like Madison did, and we knew that was coming anyway, um, I think it's an open-door policy to kind of have a fresh start. And I wouldn't look at this as anybody going, oh, well, that means he's going then. I mean, that may still be the case. He might go, but I would assume the next friendly, you know, there'll be someone missing off the list that it, that, that started or came out at the 60-minute mark from this game. I'm, I'm not reading too much into somebody not being in a pre-season game. Not this early in the window and pre-season.
2: I agree with that, Craig?
3: Um, to a point, I think it would have been nice for one of the journalists to actually ask the question. Um, because he, he answered the question about Barnes, but nobody seemed to bring up Samari. I mean, <laughs> maybe they've forgotten all about him because his shirt number was too high. Um, I certainly did.
0: Um <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, Craig, I did in the guinea pig questions as well. I forgot so you're not the only can one, I, mate.
2: Can yeah. I just uh, I'm not saying I'm not saying that you are bitter at all here, Craig, but please let it go, let it go. <laughs> Do carry on, sir. <laughs> um
3: you no, know, I would have liked someone to have asked the question where Samari was because everyone else was there. Um Apart from those who who had got injuries because they may be being transferred out, but I mean, even even Castagna played, and he's been heavily linked with the move. Yeah. Um, I think what he wants, I think ideally he wants athletes, and I'm not sure Samari fits into that. But more than anything else, I think he wants intelligent players. So I think we're going to be fi- finding out who is an intelligent enough to play the way that Maresca wants us to play because you can't just sit in a one position, hug the touchline and just stay there. Um, That's not going to do. It would be fantastic if Barnes were still here because I would love to see how Maresca would develop him from that player who just sticks in one position and and won't move. Um, Because I don't think that would do it for him, to be honest. Um, he, He wants more of his players. So, it's an interesting time. It is transitional. I just hope that the fans <coughs> are are patient enough and, yeah, and yeah. can see what he's trying to do because I'm not sure it's gonna. I'm not sure we're going to hit the ground running. We yeah, were taking yeah. a lot of chances in possession, that's for sure, and a better team would have nicked the ball off us a few times. I think so. Um, it's something to look out for particularly in the next couple of friendlies, who we're, we're not playing the Northampton
2: towns of this world.
3: We're playing Spurs and Liverpool. Talking of
2: that, talking of that, that leads very nicely on to saying good evening to the Duckster. Um, mm. Uh, as he says there, get uh, get your likes out, please, and hit that subscribe button. Thank you so very much. Get your likes out for the guys. Uh, he says, good evening. Uh, you do play us very soon. We will be touching on that in a little bit, uh, Spurs and Liverpool, in the massive Thailand Invitational, Dudar Cup, whatever it is. And as he goes on to say there, especially to Brad for yesterday, let's have this.
3: Us to you Have a happy birthday from us to you yeah, happy birthday Brad Chris just a quick one are you allowed to bring those jingles home from your other job?
2: <laughs> <laughs> i actually had it on here first so maybe they should be asking that on the other job <laughs> they changed the symbols it wasn't meant to play twice that but they have changed what the symbols look like and i wasn't ready this is it you say i'm old i can't do two different systems i get confused but happy birthday brad Yes, happy
0: birthday, yeah. mate. Thank, thank you, everybody. Thank you both for that. Yeah, it was a good day. So uh, moving on now, everybody's made a fuss over me. Go, on. Go on. <laughs> He's looking good for 40, isn't he? Yes. <laughs> Cheeky cat.
2: <laughs> um no, what I want to do very quickly, uh Craig, uh, is just go through the players uh and have a look. And I mean, Brad will be very interested in this first one because of course we have been linked, and again we'll come on to him in a second, mm-hmm. with um uh Kasper's number two for the Denmark squad. Uh um, yes. talking about Danish goalkeepers. We started with Stolchik. Um swapped for Everson at, um, I, I presume, 60 minutes like everybody yeah. else. Uh, I wasn't overly impressed with him in that first half, but he did seem to be using his feet a lot.
3: To be fair, I don't think either of them had a save to make of, of any sort um, in the whole game. So when they were involved, it was basically back passes, or the ball coming through. Mm. He He definitely took a few chances... With some of those passes, he's either supremely confident or he got lucky. Um, but clearly, that is the main attribute that Maresca is looking for. And I did see a uh, a highlights reel that somebody put together today and put out about the uh, seemingly incoming mm. keeper, um, and it, his passing range looked better than some of our players, to be honest. Well, off maybe particularly in
0: the field, then.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you, <laughs> I mean, if, if that's the standard and, and that's what Maresca wants, hopefully he's, he's decent at, at stopping shots as well. But I'm thinking that he thinks we're going to have a, a lot of possession mm. and he needs to start from the back. But off both feet, he was pinging the ball um, fantastically well, to be fair.
2: Looking at the defenders, um, I mean, the obvious ones we know, we don't really need to talk about too much. But the three I do want to talk about, I mean, we've, we've spoken about Vestergaard. Um, did, I mean, he's got, what, a year left on his contract now. Do you think, would you keep him? Or, or There is options. Apparently, there is interest for him from from Europe. And mm. I, suppose, I suppose everybody would be saying cash in.
3: I mean, if you've got Callum Doyle, you've got Cody... If we keep fast, which I hope we do, and you've got Suter, you've got four centre halves. Do you need a fifth? Um, yeah. I'm I'm not sure you do. I don't. I think if he stays, fine. But I think if it's an opportunity to get some money back, then you know, I think it's probably good for both parties, to be honest. But I don't think he would let you down in the way that moresca wants us to play.
2: No. Um, what about Cody and Doyle? Uh, the two
0: <laughs> two permanent signings. No, um, one permanent, one loan. On
2: loan. loan. compared yeah. to this time last year when we weren't signing anybody. Um, how how were you? Uh, did they impress?
3: <coughs> yeah, I mean Cody. Uh, I mean Cody is what we've needed. I think in terms of someone to talk. I think that's the thing that we've lacked since Casper's gone. We haven't really had a good talker at the back, even. Evans, for all his experience, wasn't the most vocal. So I think uh, I think that's good. You, you can see his personality on the pitch. He plays with a smile on his face. There was one incident in the second half, I think, where he ran down and uh, and patted the linesman on the head at one point. Um, so he he looked decent. Doyle was a little bit dodgy early on, in in the bit you saw probably Chris. A couple of passes went astray. Um <coughs> and he got caught a couple of times. But everything that I've heard, I was speaking to Scott because Scott speaks to a lot of fans and he said he is a player who he's spoken to both Sunderland and Coventry fans. They said he is a player who you will love, who will then break your heart when he goes back.
2: Yeah, that was pretty much, I think, what I was getting from Coventry fans, to be honest yeah. with you, is that... um a, hey, they were hurt twice. What? First of all, the fact that he, they didn't keep him, secondly the fact that he's come to us. Yeah. Um, uh, hey ho, Coventry. Um, moving up into, uh, I do. I must admit, just go back to Connor Cody. I did notice that he was talking a hell of a lot, and it yeah. was good to see. It was good to see. But moving on up into uh, the middle of the park and there's well, there's not much to talk about up front to be honest with you mm. uh, but look um, Harry winks again mm. we, we touched on him earlier um, again I think I think he's, he, he he could be a, a really our signing of the summer although I did say that about Ryan Bertrand a few a few seasons ago Wow. Um... Yeah. Yeah, as I say... That's it's, like one of those tweets that you wish he'd deleted. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wasn't he wasn't overly progressive, but mm. he's very, very good on the ball. And if you're playing a possession game, you need people who are um, happy to receive the ball in tight areas. And he was. <laughs> he was always happy. And he rarely gave it away. As I say, he's constantly scanning. So he knows where he can offload it if he's under pressure. Yeah. Um and I just think he will grow into it. Let, let's remember that, <clears throat> apart from he had a, a spelling Fiorentina, I think it was Fiorentina what he was last season, he hadn't played a lot of games in a row. Um, so I think the more he gets games under his belt, I think you'll see his quality come through.
2: Yeah, the, I'm going to talk about a couple of the ulcers in a second, but there's one I really want to concentrate on because... Um, I got thought, can we just call him Wanya? <laughs> i don't want to have an attempt to make myself look stupid with his surname. Uh, number seven, um, again, I only I didn't see the whole map, so I can't. But on the bit I saw, my god, he looked impressive.
3: See, a few people have seen that, and I'm I'm starting to think I, I saw a different game. To be honest, because I was disappointed. I I think he got better as the game went on. Mm. Um, I did like his application. There was a couple of lost causes that he didn't give up on, which was great. And and maybe I'm being a little bit harsh, but I'm thinking, when you're put in the team, you're put in there to make things happen. Take your fall back on. Give you know see if you can beat him early on. And I thought early on he was playing a little bit too cautiously. He was getting the ball in. He was just giving it back, taking an easy option as I say I may be being a little bit harsh as he grew into it there was definitely a bit more there that he, he seemed more willing to whether he was playing down that uh, that side first half yeah. where he got the manager in his ear so maybe he was encouraging him a little bit more to be more direct and when he was more direct he looked he looked decent and uh...
2: I, I only say saw so him from about the, the ninth tenth minute up until about the 35th so it was just that sort of yeah part of the first off and he looked to make some really really good runs um um Dennis Pratt i mean i don't know if he, does he go does he stay i mean i think Brad and me both would love him to stay but i'd love him to stay
3: but i think he looked like a player to me who wasn't going to get injured um he didn't look fully committed i would say he, I mean, he, in a normal game, he would have got booked early on because he put a tackle in that was a little bit naughty. Um, but I just, I, I don't know, I, he just seemed to be playing within himself. And I know it's early days, but it wouldn't surprise me <coughs> excuse me, if he goes. Uh, but I would like him to stay as well. I think he's a quality player.
2: He's a sellable asset, though, isn't he, Brad?
0: Yeah, he, he is. But I, I would more look at the fact that um, just because we can sell these players for a bit of um, money doesn't mean we necessarily have to and uh i kind of get what craig was saying about the oh he's gone is he
2: back he could be coming back um, come on brad you can
0: do it of- So my, my thing froze and everybody went black screen and circled sorry i didn't want to speak in case no one could hear me um yeah so number seven exactly shut up <laughs> anyway um i think the problem is you've also got to remember right is we're not just going through a transitional period we're trying to scrub out 18 months of the great depression of leicester sideways backwards slow methodical um passing and and you know you know craig summed it up perfectly by saying that you know the number seven was a little bit hesitant to go forward Maybe there's that self-doubt. And uh, maybe that's an effect that's happening with Dennis Pratt. You know, he's been so in, out, sent out, alone, dis- disregarded. And then suddenly he- he's been asked to, um, you know, show showcase himself. And, you know, his head's been messed around by Leicester. I think he's been very unfairly treated in his time since he's arrived at Leicester. That maybe there's still a little bit of, mm, it might have started well, but I wonder where it's going to go. Am I really in this?
2: Away days are great. But when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with muck delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18+, plus. serving times, delivery fee and terms apply.
1: See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
0: Guys' plans, and you know, it's still going to take a couple of weeks to kind of get that mentality out of it. You know, you don't, unfortunately, you cannot scrub 18 months of, like I said, the great depressional training session, five yard passes is all they, these guys have known for 18 months. Mm. So this is going to take time, a lot of hard work, some double training sessions as, uh, as, um, Dewsbury Hall and Connor Cody reiterated in in, in, in the interview after the Northampton game, uh, which, which is the only part of the game I didn't see, funny enough. Yeah. Um, but um, I think I think what we saw there is maybe, like you said, Craig, he obviously had a word in in, in, in their ear. Maybe we'll see that more over the yeah. next few pre-seasons. We'll see them a bit more alert, a bit more forward-thinking and not so second-guessing or doubting themselves. Because yeah. I would love to see Dennis Pratt here. Because I think a season in the championship is where we see that midfield um, player we we know is there come to light. It could do him the world of good. The one thing that we need to
3: take into account is what these players are being told by their national managers as well.
0: You know, what you want... I've got such a gripe with that. I've got such a gripe with that. Well, pure because purely because it's no international manager's business where they play their trait. It's done personally. It should always be done on how they're performing. He shouldn't care that he's in the championship. I've already had a rage about the Belgian manager allegedly wasted about Walt Faze telling him mm. to leave Leicester. Why? He, 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 d- 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 if he plays 12 games in the premiership or plays 46 in the championship – which one's better for you? It's ridiculous. You have no say in a in a player's career. It, you should get sacked immediately for even suggesting that you won't pick anybody that's not playing in the top tier of any country. It's ridiculous. Sorry, Greg. I'm thought. glad I poked
3: that to... hornet's nest.
0: Yeah, thanks. <laughs> sir. I am. I was like a hornet under a cup, mate. You set me off by saying that. Like, Thank God.
3: No, I mean, really, though, you're you're just backing up what I what I was going to say is that. You know, if if they're being put under pressure to consider moves away, then that's going to play a part in their decisions whether they stick it out for a year, um, or whether they think no, I need to move. You know, my agent. You know, agents will be pushing for moves. There's a lot going on, um, and I but think do it's... we
2: not think though that um, it's natural, even as a player? Um, I'm sure if any of us three were playing and we were in the Premier League and we were on the, you know, edge of the England team. We would feel if we dropped down in the Championship that we're not going to get picked.
3: Yeah, I think I think it, unless you're a, I mean, a regular starter, then uh, then you're not. But then the chances are you're not going to be dropping down into the Championship. No. I think it's a natural thing, and uh, you know, and as I say, agents will be pushing, you know, um, national managers will be having.
2: I think it depends on the country as well because I think if you're talking England, Belgium, Spain, any of you know Italy, yeah. um, but if you're talking, no disrespect, like I said, Northern Ireland, Wales, yeah, it does matter true. where you playing.
3: No, th- th- this is true. I think one of the most disappointing players was Castagne, to be honest, uh, because he was getting in some really good positions, but his delivery was I- – I know he got the assist for the goal, I think, But his delivery was absolutely appalling. Um, Really, really disappointed in him.
2: Well, this is why I said earlier whether, and this was something I heard on the commentary on LCFC.com, whether him and um, Pierre were, you know, should have been swapped. Yeah. But But I think
3: I I think it depends if what he was asking um, Ricardo to do in terms of moving into midfield, he may have thought that Cassano wasn't capable of doing that. I mean, JJ didn't look as comfortable doing it when he came on in the second half and he was playing that role where he was moving into midfield. It didn't look natural for him. And I think you lose a bit of that marauding fullback um, in JJ, if you're going to ask him to do that role. It's very, we were talking about this at work today in terms of players moving positions. It's one thing playing the game with it all in front of you when you're a fullback and a defender. It's very different when you're then moved into a midfield position and have to have a 360 view on what's going on in the game. You've got to be looking over your shoulder the whole time. You've got to be comfortable receiving the ball with your back to goal. Uh, Some players can do it, others can't. So I think he's trying players and seeing whether they're capable of doing that at the moment.
2: Very, very quickly to touch on uh, Hamza Children, Casey McAteer.
3: I thought Casey McAteer put his foot in and uh, and looked useful. He had a lovely little megs on uh, on one of the players down the left-hand side. Hamza, i got to say, didn't really notice a lot. Um, he was busy, but I don't think he really affected the game a lot, to be honest. Second half, we were much more dominant. And we were moving the ball through quicker, so we probably saw less of him. Uh, his game is really is covering ground and breaking up play. When you've got the ball the whole time, you don't really notice those kind of players.
2: No, no. And finally, uh, Brad will be pleased to know, he's going to come back in to the show. Uh, Pat Sendaka, really, I want this guy to succeed so much. But, you know, if he if can't score against uh, a League One side... Is he the player for us? Is he Vardy's replacement?
3: Uh, as I said earlier, I think you play him through the middle mm. and that's the only place you play him. He's an instinct player and instinct players do miss chances, but they're in the place to get the chances. And that's the type of player he is, I think, whether he's breaking through one-on-one. Usually when he's through one-on-one, he's pretty. he's got a decent strike rate, I think, Um so I, but I can't see him working in a wide position. I think he's got to play through the middle. And to be honest, I'd be trying him ahead of Vardy.
2: Really? Wow. Well, we're going to look on uh, some. Well, let's just have a look at this comment first of all. Um, and in fact, I'll come back onto that in a second. We'll just take a very, a very quick one, and then we'll come back. And I'm going to play this again just for. A break. Oh! Elite. Oh, God, don't we miss her. Don't we miss her. Uh, look, this is the uh, the new signing. Uh, thoughts on what he said here? Um, Brad, I'm excited to, to get going. I've worked with Enzo before. We won the under-23s Premier League title with him. That was a very good season for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, country fans and some of the fans, through, through tears, I guess, have been speaking very highly of him. Um, he's he's only nineteen, so it's incredible the fact that he he's he's really got that experience already at this level. Um, and and obviously he was part of a, a close but no cigar, prep, you know, playoff side in Coventry, um, last season. So the fact that he comes with the knowledge and experience, um, and the confidence, you would say, uh, to to play in the championship and do well at this level. But also, he's worked with the manager. I think it. I think it's always inevitable, isn't it? you know, you you would say 99 times out of a hundred, a manager takes over a role, and and some player who he's had under him at some point in his career usually ends up at the new club, and that's the case with uh, with with um, with Doyle here. And look, this is exactly what we 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 were saying. At least we know what we're going to get in the championship. Is players are going to be signed. Uh, that are a going to be fitting the the, the system and the way he wants a, a team that he manages to play, and b you're going to get players that are committed to the cause because, um, you know they're not going to be in the limelight of the Premier League. They're not going to be, you know, um, having the pressures, I suppose, which could be a good thing after the last season for a lot of these players. They're not going to have so much of a focus on them being in the championship that, that they can go about and, 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 you know, show, show their skills at a level. And look, he, he's only 19 and he's got so much experience in this division. And, 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 and I think he may, sort of may correct me. I think he was country's player of the season, or at least a fans players of the season, if not both of them awards, he picked up from. So he obviously is a very hungry and young talent. And yeah. he called us a man city, the premier league, well, that's where we're getting him from. So, uh, it, it, it's it's a good player to get through through the door.
2: I'm gonna just pop in there because I just want to say uh, thank you very much to Greg for popping on um, very much last minute. So do appreciate that. Looks like you've been banished to the uh, to the gazebo again, is it?
3: Yeah, I can't. You know they're all in there watching bloody Love Island, aren't they? So uh... <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: are I'd, I'd, I'd set
0: up a bed outside, Craig. Bar you, if that's what we're watching. I know. Tell me about it.
2: <laughs> all right mate well thank you so so much for coming on well done at staying at the top of the table <laughs> and, uh we'll, we'll we'll have you on again before the before the start of the season obviously it's been a pleasure sir thank you very much for coming brilliant
3: on. appreciate that and i'll catch up with you uh Brad, right about getting on your channel as well mate
0: yeah no worries mate cheers right. i'll, I'll yeah, see get in touch to you about it see all you right
2: cheers, mate, mate. bye uh, sorry about that, I Just um, he, he told me he just had to go. So
0: uh, yeah, no worries. It
2: does sound good, right? Um, I tell you what, uh, shall we? Uh, shall we have a look at some transfers? Oh God, the on, Premier on. League—that's so last season. It's all about the Championship here on LTID TV. Now, now that's what I call football. You hit the right.
1: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk TalkSport. Powered by fans.
2: Now, according to Mr. Percy at The Telegraph, who is, let's be honest with you, probably in the top five of sports journalists that you think uh, it has is, is, is got yeah. decent links and what have you, he's already undergone a medical with us, um, Hermanson. Her yeah. Um, uh, ahead of a five million transfer, um, say the Telegraph John Percy, Lester, waiting on Horizon to be granted a work permit, which is said to be considered a formality. Usually, though, at this point, if we're only working, waiting on a work permit, it's announced because you always say, like, Oh, sign in subject to work permit.
0: Um, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think the work right. permit structure has changed a little bit over the years. It's not such a case of we're waiting on a, uh, I'm going to sound really old here. I don't think it's more, it's not such a case of the fact that the club are waiting on like a fax or an email to come through, no. just say, yeah, of course he is. You know, that this old Brexit thing's p- piddled us right up over the years of it. So I think it can't be announced because he can't sign the contract permanently, you know, sign on the dotted line. You know, dot, You know, it's not. The same as it used to be I, otherwise i think the club would've announced him as a sign-in like you said saying subject to work permit it's mm. it's a bit different but it does beg the question and it's one that we've 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 technically already answered about 350 times is it, what does it mean for um our uh, to well well i him like or to make it
2: 351 but you, well, <laughs> you know you know that was coming
0: yeah <laughs> was, i did who goes? It's Danny Ward, isn't it? Let's face it, it was a bad season all round for the club, but out of the two goalkeepers that walked well, donned the number one responsibility, if you will. not Well, obviously, only one can have the actual number one on their jersey, but for who was predominantly our number one goalkeeper choice. Look, I love them both uh, as keepers. I think they're great. I think they. they, they I think Danny Ward was very harshly treated by the fans. Um, and um, sometimes, and it was warranted at times. I think it's got to be Danny Ward. Let's face it, out of the perv, Iverson was the, mo- the more sound-minded keeper, I think I want to say, to be politically correct, because uh, Stolovic is going to be the under-23s goalkeeper. Uh, I'd imagine that he's still going to develop there. Uh, Smith is, is your, in case of emergency, priest, great glass uh, goalkeeper and then the only thing you have to decide here which would maybe change shake up the order and how these goalkeepers are is is this a sign in um to be the number one or is this a case of we like to transition the dutch goalkeepers as it is we're going to give iverson the number one shirt and he will come in to you know, put the pressure on um, on Storlakovic, however you want to say his name, to be the um, the number two choice at, at when if and when Iverson times come to pass on the talks. Yeah, we interesting always. to see. I
2: mean, Smith is. I think we've got another year on him, and like you say, he's there. Yakupovic,
0: isn't it? He, he, he's, he's... <laughs>
2: So, obviously, there's yeah. probably Saturday kids at WH Smith that are on more than him, <laughs> but Solchik could even go out on loan again. Uh, for yeah,
0: me, I wouldn't be against that if we're bringing in another keeper. I think it benefits him.
2: Five million, all right, I know Ward was 12, but if we're, if we're bringing another, oh, he's gone again. If he's bringing another goalkeeper in, I think he's bringing that goalkeeper in as a number one.
0: Well, again, Craig talks about him being, you know, playing with his feet. And I don't mean that as in as he was making them clap with his hands together. He was using, it's obviously a goalkeeper trait that he wants, and he's goalkeeper to use his feet to play out uh, from the back. I don't think Iverson was too bad at that duty. And that's what makes me think. I know you don't want to read too much into a fee these days. I mean, how old is this keeper that we're bringing in? Can you because that might give us a hint. Because if Iverson's, because Iverson... I haven't
2: got an age on
0: him at the moment. I'm sure somebody in the chat will. Yeah, I'm sure. So, and that that that's all you. That's all you'll need to know from it. Because I will imagine. Um, I would imagine that. Um, yeah,
2: he looks the, young. To be honest with you.
0: Yeah, he does. Look, he doesn't look too old, but looks can be deceiving. I mean, you won't believe I'm 33 so there you go um
2: i think you're a lot older
0: oh cheeky fuck off right (laughs) anyway i i think i think the only thing you get the the biggest question you get from this one yeah uh so the, the biggest question you get from this one is which keeper is going is it ward or if it's iverson because if it's iverson right iverson is about the same age I believe maybe a couple of years older, a couple of years, uh, you know, he's over the same age, or he's he's around this goalkeeper's age. If it's Iverson that we sell, it's interesting because then you're thinking, well, Danny Ward's 28, surely he's the senior goalkeeper. Are you going to ask him to be a number two? Because I don't know if Danny Ward would want to be a number two, especially in the championship. You know, Danny Ward would be thinking a bit of redemption for this season. But maybe the faith's been lost in him with his performances uh, and and the way he seemed to be treated, not just by the fans, but by some of his his I teammates. Think that's really okay, well,
1: so yeah, he
2: was born,
0: so I think yeah.
2: yeah, well,
0: well, you look you look at you look at the transition from Casper to, to to Danny Ward finally getting his chance in twenty twenty six twenty seven. You know, he was twenty seven uh, last season, or, or turned twenty eight halfway through it, or whenever he turned twenty eight. So. You know, if Iverson was to keep the number one jersey and you made this guy the number two, you, they wouldn't be too far apart in the age, which is a little bit of a concern. But you'd have an experience number two to kind of play.
2: I just think... I think Ward's the one to go. Uh,
0: yeah, I do. But I if Iverson he, goes, then you're committing to Ward being the number one, surely, because <laughs> it's because of his age. But
2: Yeah, I mean, he, he's Welsh national goalkeeper Danny Ward. Uh, he's Put an in
0: the paper for him.
2: Yes. He's going to be a number one at a good championship club. He could do that. He could do that. Um, I I just think we – I'm just – I don't look at any of our goalkeepers and have – I mean, I don't not have confidence in them. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah. you know, they don't fill me with confidence.
0: But time will tell. Well, we, yeah. I mean, you also got to remember, Iverson had a very, very stellar season with Preston in the championship. So, mm-hmm. if it's anyone that you have a bit more confidence at doing it at this level, I would say it's Iverson. But time will tell. I mean, do we sell both of them, Chris? Do you sell both of them, make this guy your number one, and then you've got you've got, um, Stuttgart, st- Storky I'm going to call him yeah. Storky Because I'm not going to pronounce his name right yeah. So old Storky Does he become the number two Like we maybe suggested And then and then Smith is still here In case of emergency Because Too many Too many cooks For the broth As they say You don't want five goalkeepers want At the club your,
2: You don't want your number two Getting injured for the under 23s You know And the, uh, we, we will see We will see Yeah Time will
0: tell on, on this so won't Moving on.
2: On. uh We I had I believe we have th- Third in a three-horse ways for this uh, player, uh, Cole Palmer of Manchester City. Um, I think that Enzo's hoping his contacts come through for him. Uh, and I think he's, he's on loan. I don't think we know anybody. Is it a loan deal that everybody's looking for, I think? Yeah, he,
0: he's a name on the Manchester radar for promotion within. I think it's a bit like... um. Doyle, that uh, Pep Guardiola yeah. is very keen to see what it showcases him about a bit and then make a decision whether he deems him good enough to play in the first yeah, team. A bit worked. like what he did with Foden and kept bringing them in and dropping yeah. them out. Sort of
2: them. Signing. So, um, it's where I guess if I was Pep and, you know, there's a lot of players sort of leaving, but like you said, a lot of them are on loan. Um, it's where he's going to get the most game time. Now, if he goes to Burnley, he's going to get Premier League experience. So yeah. that, if he's looking for him to get Premier League experience, then, yeah, we're at the bottom. If he wants him to have Premier League and European experience, he's going to go to Brighton. The mm. question with those two is is that they are both now, well, Brighton, obviously, are are in Europe. Uh, Burnley have just come back up. They're going to want permanent signings, I believe, because they want to get settled squads in that they can go forward with. Now, Leicester, I think if it's a loan deal, then does move us further up and possibly out out the front. The other advantage, obviously, is Enzo, because he know he'll be played in the way... He wants
0: him to be played because Enzo plays the same way as Pep. Yeah, I mean, you, the thing is with Brighton, there's uh, it feels like at Brighton that it's a everybody must go sort of thing. It's like a fire sale for whatever reason. Brighton, Brighton, they've lost a lot of their talent over the last year, um, and, and obviously we we thought what you know we were saying, oh wow, well, they keep saying all these players are going to fall off now in January, but they didn't and obviously end up in European football. Um, and it, you never know, send him out alone to a club, get a few games for Europe. He's getting two bits of experience for the price of one, especially when you consider his is, is home club is Man City. You know, if he's going to break into that team, he's going to need, he's going to want a player that gets some European experience. So, Brighton holds the advantage in that way. Um, I don't think they'd be too bothered with a loan because I don't know Brighton's structure. Just because they're selling a lot of these players some money doesn't mean they're necessarily going to be able to spend... it like
2: you said that, Brighton are very much... Like, shrewd, they're shrewd. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody, because of they've had a good season, all their players are being leaked. Yeah. You know, the one that was going to Chelsea, they're losing a lot of their players. doesn't seem to be happening now. Uh, I'd like to see him in. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think him. he'd
0: benefit us. I think, he, I think he'd get more opportunity at Leicester. And yeah. the reason I say that is more hypothetical. You look at, if you, if you, and obviously we could do this on a show or whatever, like maybe that like sell keep sort of thing. Again, now we've kind of know a few players are definitely gone. We could probably do it nearer the season. Uh, yeah, when the transfer winner's near the end, maybe we could do it again, Chris. But if you kind of hypothetically look at the squad and make your own assumptions of, probably still going to sell him probably going to move him on i feel like the place for competition is going to be lesser in, the, in, the, in in respect of a player's way of thinking of where am i going to get showcased more and really prove to pep that i can break into his team i think it may be lester i mm. would say you've got to also remember though bernie's manager i think he was um I don't know if you remember him, Chris, but he was a very decent defender for uh, a Man City side that won a lot of things in his yeah. time there. So, yes. you no, the no, same... I
2: was actually just read that point. I was just going to say that. You beat me to it. Yes, oh, but he, know, see. he has got that link as well. Was he yeah. there under Pep? I,
0: I don't yeah. know. I think maybe a season. I think maybe a yeah. season, wasn't he? Because yes. Brendan had... Yeah. He, he, he scored that goal against us when Brendan first played for us, a manager, so he yeah. manage so, might or, have been. Yeah, well, God, help us. But God, yeah,
2: no, if no, he not no, play for no, us, no, it would
0: no, no, worse than his manager. I
2: managing? mean, you know, he's going to get, the get. you know, if he does come to Leicester, we've obviously got 46 games, uh, which is more than the other two teams. Depends on how got, far. Of course,
0: the cup competitions, because we're in the rounds earlier.
2: Yes, yeah. So, again, with all of these times, we'll tell, but it's interesting to speculate, isn't it? Um, I wrote this down earlier, and before I come on to the next one, uh, which is a possible um, Barnes replacement, but if Barnes goes, we've only got Brighton as an out-and-out winger.
0: Yeah, yeah, we do. And uh, again, this is the problem with it still being so early in, in, in the season. Until we know whether we're going to have these players or not, it, you're going to obviously always see a link with him. Now, Diallo, do I know much about him? No, I don't know about as much about him as I do Astronomy, spoke- mate.
2: I have spoken to two Manchester fans today, Maisie and Rich. I was about to say,
0: Was it Maisie and Rich? <laughs> 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 <Yes, yeah. laughs>
2: and um, Maisie likes him, but she's not sure if um, uh, Eric does or not. Uh, Apparently he's been playing in a couple of the pre-season friendlies Um, He's been at Sunderland He's been out of somewhere He's had a great uh, Has he been on loan somewhere this one I think Um, I don't know You'd have to
0: tell me Chris Because I I I haven't cared for Manchester United So I wouldn't really know (laughs) So um, unfortunately
2: Oh He was on loan at Sunderland last season Scoring 14 goals And grabbing 4 assists in 42 appearances Not bad
0: not bad. off then and bring him in then.
2: Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> she said. Uh, did Maisie that? Yeah, she was impressed with him. Wasn't sure if if Eric Vant, Eric Eleven Harg whatever he's called was or not. But he he she felt he was assessing him as all managers are pre season. Now, I very quickly spoke to Rich in Doug's chat earlier, so it was wasn't a sort of in depth one. Uh, he wasn't. Overly impressed, but he said know he knows a lot of people are, and he actually feels that the chat he knows he had a good, great season at Sunderland. He said, But the, the second tier, he said the championship is probably more his level. To which I said, Brilliant, oh, really, it'll do us all right then. But we figured yeah. like that at Sunderland,
0: well, yeah. I mean, the experience he's had a season there, we know he's capable of, of, of unlocking himself at the championship, and, and you know, he's a young lad, so. Would an extra season of Championship, if he has another flying season, and he's with Leicester, obviously, on a permanent basis, I wouldn't take it if it was just a loan option. I wanted it to be a permanent one. But if he has another killer season like he did at Sunderland, we have 14 goals and four assists, It's nothing to be sniffed at. Yeah. You know, some players take a couple of years in the lower leagues and then, and then take the Premier League by storm. I, I'd be all for it. I mean, I'd be all for him um, coming in, even if we don't have Harvey Barnes, because like you say, Look, much much love to Kevin, old Mark, but I just used the right word there by accident. He's old. He's going to be your cup player. He's going to be your busy Christmas. We need to rest these Diallos and whatnots, And And, and, and that's going to be all Brighton's way into the team for maybe to get six or seven games. Let's face it, that's going to be, you know, all Brighton's role. It's going to be... You know we're, we're we're two nil up or two one up and just wanting to be a bit more assured, a bit more defensive. Martin, that's all Brighton's role uh, this season, and that's not with any disrespect. That's just what happens when you get to that sort of part of your career, which is where all Brighton is. I still would be opposed to bringing him in, regardless of whether Barnes is here or not um, for this season, because he's one that if you can develop and use him right in this in this league. Mm. And we do get promoted, he's one that's gonna, you know, get you salivating and licking your lips thinking, God, what a talent we might just have.
2: George Smith, um, who writes for Leicestershire Live, was speaking to Manchester Evening News writer. Sorry, Manchester Evening News writer George Smith. Uh it looks like he's he's written it for the Leicester one as well. Um uh, unless they've got this the wrong way around. He was impressed with the impact of Dalio on the right wing at the um, at Sunderland last season. Uh, is it no longer this It's the Ullival Stadium? Stadium? Uh, oh, he must have been in a pre-season friendly, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's Stadium Lancelot, isn't
2: it? Of United's front three, frequently on the ball, attempted to make something happen. Um... Through his finishing was slightly rusty, he offered, this was against Leeds apparently, he offered far more uh, to catch Ten Tenhaar's eye than fellow attackers Sancho or Amari Forson. He was lively, vibrant and displayed the characteristics of someone with a point to prove. Uh, could a deal be done that sees him at City this season? Uh, despite the success of that loan spell last season, Dalio now has to rise to the challenge of being able to boost similar standards in United Colours where the pressure is more severe and unforgiving. Uh, he is expected to be included in the squad that will travel to Edinburgh to face Lyon on Wednesday before flying to the USA for a pre-season tour. United have four fixtures pencilled in in the States. And we have to remember this, that our pre-season is starting before, so we've got to try and do these deals. It would be nice to have them done before we, we start, but we, we you know, we mentioned that earlier, didn't we? But he sounds promising. I obviously would like him. Um, like I said, I just hope with Barnes, if he's going to, something's going to be done, do it quickly. But yeah. even, if, even if this guy comes in, I think we're still going to need another winger, oh, depending, obviously, on, on, on how um, Enzo is going to play. Um, oh, the next one. um the young lad from uh, Chelsea. Uh,
0: uh, I... Got... Look, Chelsea is is like a car boot sale at the moment, isn't it? I mean, I saw a bit on Talk Sport where they're having a bit of a giggle because they said it's ridiculous. It's like an under-23 squad has been left behind at Chelsea. And um, I'm not opposed to a talent coming through. Is he one of them that's got the drive and the passion to want to play at the the second tier of English football and get a name for himself? I mean... (laughs) Not how do I word this rightly? I don't think I can without making it sound a bit strange. But you know, the 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 youth products of Chelsea seem to be, you know, staying steering clear of Chelsea. It's almost like gone are the days where you know, go and join Chelsea, look at them, they're go, go and get in their youth system because this isn't this. You know, you've got so many players, you know, bunging up that club and plugging them up in certain positions that. That now agents turn around to their younger, um, you know, a, agents, uh, you know, turning around to their younger clients and saying, "I know you're a Chelsea player. I know it's Chelsea, but get out of there, get out of there, and, and show, 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 um, show your worth to, to, um, you know, to, to football fans, uh, wherever that may be." I, you know, again, I don't profess to know too much about these youngsters that played over academies because I, I struggle at the best of times to keep up with our own academy to know out just how good these players are. Um, obviously, you know, he's Italian, so he knows how to fall over, um, oh. and uh, he obviously knows how to lift silverware, but well, goldenware, oh. should I say there? The golden booty got there for the under
2: twenty ones world or European whatever.
0: Yeah, so he he obviously has a knack about him. Um, and again, Enzo's got a long term plan. If this is somebody that we're considering going, you know, to integrate into the squad, have a good season, and then depending on if it's a successful one in terms of promotion or or we we, we have another season in a championship, uh, you know, if this is a long term signing, which seems to be what he's more looking for than it is a stopgap signing, I know we signed. Connor Cody, but Connor Cody's experience and an absolute bargain of a sign, and that's my favorite sign of the season already, mate. And, and that's just on the interview of seeing him, let alone in play. But if this is for a future, we're talking four, five, six years at Leicester, and he, he can do what he can do at the international circuit for us, then by all means,
2: um, because they're going to have to because they've got that many players.
0: That you know less of sale. buy one get one free
2: <laughs> yeah almost but yeah they've got so many players that they need to sell some let's be honest with you but this guy it would be a loan deal he's 20 years old um he sent, spent the second half of last season on load at, loan at reading Making a total of 15 appearances as the club were relegated to League One. He signed for Chelsea from Inter Milan last year in a deal that could reach 17 million with potential add ons. Uh, In the meantime, Casardi is looking for regular game time before returning to complete for a place in Chelsea squad. He is only 20, like We say. Uh, He represents Italy under 21s and has trained with the senior Italy squad under Roberto Mancini. Uh, Like I say, he's helped the under-20s reach the World Cup final, where they lost to Uruguay. However, he claimed the golden boot with seven goals and was named a player of the tournament. So, But, you see, you you read all these young Chelsea players, and yet none of them come through. You you never sort of see that they were at Chelsea. Then they went on to play for the main team, because under Abramovich, whether it will be the same under this guy that's doing it now... All
0: they wanted to do was buy names, wasn't it? But yeah, they were fleecing the, the homegrown market, weren't they? They were buying anybody that that was old enough and, and, and getting them in the youth system. And unfortunately, it's a trait that Chelsea fans do not like. And they, you know they're hoping it changes under ownership. And yeah. I, I can understand the loan because it doesn't necessarily mean that Chelsea won't use him as a first team player. Or I am as that, but. I can't remember if it was even Enzo that said it himself, but there's a lot of people saying, "Look, you have to be prepared in the championship that you're going to have to make a few loan deals because, while somebody, um, like 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 a Cizia, or however you say his first name, I'm just going to call him uh, uh old Cecil here, um, he might well, be thinking best. to
2: his surname's not Pitt.
0: Well, yeah, that's very, <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> um, Brad's I'll, I'll... <laughs> yeah. Seth here might be think might be told by his agents, Well, go to the championship, go out on loan, and then if the club you go to come up and Chelsea turn around to a to, to us and say you you're not in our plans, then at least you know you've made, if you've made the right impression, you know you might have a chance to play in the premiership because you helped them get promoted. And that's exactly what's part and parcel of the loan market, mate. they, they come more times than not to make an impression, sometimes they don't. And we and we've experienced the wrong end of that ourselves but yeah, again, if he's hungry wanting to show, prove himself even if it's just to try and go back to Chelsea and, and, and tell Potty Bear or, or Todd Bowley, come on, select me, I'm good enough for Chelsea if he puts the effort in to show that I'm all for it.
2: It will be interesting to see how Chelsea deal with the youngsters because um, like we say they, they up under Abramovich they bought them didn't use them and sold them on didn't they it was uh, mm. to round it off last question which uh scott asked earlier and i didn't say i'd come back to this because we've worked our way through the teams uh but he's got a Does the panel it sounds like we're on question time does the panel believe uh we will lose one of our front three
0: i hope not i think you know which one i want about there i hope somebody doesn't go to the red ship no. side of the train
2: you you wouldn't be on about a certain uh... oh, what a, I love and I love a good romance
0: Oh wow, it is one for Yes, I may be on about that, but no, actually, I think it's actually vital that we keep all three of them. Again, we, we've talked about certain areas of the pitch and in the same sort of bracket of, of threes. I think you're going to need it for, for for this season for the games majority. You've obviously got um, the 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 hero, the legend, and 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 the hungry. Hopefully, still hungry Vardy. He will be your probably early season games. Cause I agree with Craig. I think fans for the first five or six games, you're going to have to deal with us maybe scraping through one nils, a couple of draws here and there. Don't expect us to be taking the championship by storm from the very off. If we're lucky, we might get through a few games and win more than we're going to, but he's going to be the mainstay to make sure we kind of just, whew, you know, one nil one against Coventry or, or whatever. Um, but then your two main strikers going forward are going to be Daka and Inacio, and again you're going to have block periods where we're what playing. About
2: if we sign Perlo.
0: Well, then that becomes a different question. If we sign somebody else, um, then you know it's still a four a four force when you know you're losing Body next season. Um, wouldn't be the worst case. Uh, I would protect. Particularly myself, I would like to keep all three of them because I see them serving a purpose to us at different stages in the season. I think Vardy will probably try and get that start going for us to make sure we, you know, have a good start. I'm not saying free flowing, fantastic football, smashing teams three, four, five nils, but getting us over that testing start, making sure we're off to a good start. I think then. Slowly, that torch will get passed to Daka. Hopefully, that or, or Acho. they will then rotate between themselves. And, let, and then, when that busy period comes, Chris again in in, in like in December, January sort of thing, we still have them there because they're going to be needed, Chris. They're going to be needed. Um, we might even see opportunities where he needs to play to up front because a certain opposition set up a way where he needs more front line players to breach. So even if we did get that this Pereira in or however you want to say his name from Swansea in, I don't think there's a necessity to then push somebody out the door because um, whilst um, Harold Shipman hasn't uh, risen his ugly head uh, with injuries yet, we know what this squad is sometimes unfortunately um, capable of happening to them with um, with injuries. So I wouldn't mind a fourth uh,
2: Rangers, hasn't he?
0: Oh, yeah, lovely. Good for him. So, good good for him.
2: Fingers crossed, um, he, he's I can't,
0: can't, can't wait for eight weeks' time when Spursack put um, Ange, big engine and, and uh, he ditches Celtic <laughs> to go and manage him.
2: <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Right. Well, thank you so very, very much, Brad, for, for coming on. Um, talk to us about uh, the quiz channel. You hopefully got a quiz show coming up later on this week.
0: We do, Chris. Uh, we we are currently running the Million Point Drop. Uh, we've got loads of quizzes. We've got, uh, to name a few, we've got The Prices Right. We've got Room 101. We've got Who Am I? Uh, and what we're doing at the moment, on well, this channel, it's the LTID TV quiz channel. So you can see the title there. We're giving the shows a few weeks' runs, four, five, maybe even six episodes of each. I have got a third contestant. I have. I managed to find one. Now, I've got lots of interest. Craig's going to be one of them at some point, as you heard like earlier. There, he He's going to come on. But I've got Dan Dan the Burnley Man, uh, as I call him, or as Chris knows him better as the son that he left at the adoption agency. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I have to cough down. Um, he's on Friday. Slightly different because I know, I know you'd have the big fat Leicester quiz, so... Friday at eight, I've got Dan in, uh, unless you're going to tell me otherwise, if not I can change the time. Oh, no, Dan doesn't
2: know because I spoke to him earlier and said,
0: oh, you're on the channel on Friday. Anyway, I might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I haven't got around to telling him the day in <laughs> time yet until <laughs> this afternoon. He knows now, though, he knows yeah, he now.
2: told to him, I was going oh, good luck, mate, I'll tune in.
0: <laughs> uh Friday Friday, Friday. eight. Yeah, Friday at 8pm, slightly different from the times in the first two shows, but that's just because there's a gap on on, on here and it makes it sense because um, we don't, don't confuse you a lot. So you can come join us on the quiz, Million Point Drop. If you've ever seen the Million Pound Drop, you'll know the idea and premise behind the show. Go and check them out because last week, well, there was a change at the leaderboard, although Anthony in the first week didn't set the bar. Well, there was no bar. But did Doug beat the drop? Go and check out. We have got episodes one and two on there. Episode three will be live Friday eight pm. So go into the description. Go and click the link to the the sister channel. Give us a subscribe because we want to hit two hundred before the end of this year. That's the goal, Chris, isn't it? To get small goals two hundred, and uh, yeah, go and check them out. And if you think you can beat the drop, message me on Twitter, and um, I'll get you on because, like I said, there's there's a waiting list.
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh, and just as Danny Drinkwater is waiting to join Leicester, you just join that waiting list to get on. So uh, do do uh, do email Brad or email him. Do, uh, do follow him on Twitter at Full Time Focus. And you can also um, speak to him on there about this, Brad.
0: Um, yes, yes, you can. The predictions League now. Sorry, I, I forget not.
2: you're just
0: on a small phone. <laughs> yeah, predictions- yeah, I was like, wait, I need to wait for it to load. Um, yeah, the predictions league show. Now, I could say there's controversy in the hierarchy. I could say that the management's sick of me being the two time, the two time. I sound like Booker T. I can't say can't say five time, I've not won it five yet, but the two time, two time prediction show champion that I am. No medals from Chris, by the way, I'm just saying. Tony Alistair's surprise this year. That's all I'm saying. But Prediction League show, all you have to do is contact me on Twitter. Uh, the rules are as follows. Here, just for simplicity, wrong, Chris. You had one job. That's a, the that's a table from the quiz. Yeah,
2: no, I oh. no, that's what I meant to put up, because you were bragging about being
0: a two-time champion. <laughs> uh, hey, I never said quiz champion. I said predictions champion, all right? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I haven't got that. I was waiting for you to go through them. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, I'll tell you what, he likes to stitch me up, folks. But no, <laughs> the Predictions League, all you do is follow me on Twitter at full time focus. You give me a follow, I will follow you back. And then just drop me a message, just simply saying, hi, Brad, I want to be in the Predictions League. We've got a few names on there. So once the season gets a bit closer to starting, I will put you all in the group chat. And then all you need to make sure you're doing is I will post... In the comment in the group chat, the week's fixtures that I need you to be giving me your predictions for. Um, so that will include any midweek games that we are playing. Um, just just so it might be a long list. Please write them out in in terms of Leicester to Middlesbrough nil. Do not put two nil, one nil, six nil, because you might I might get a different list of the ones you're trying to predict for. And obviously. These won't be available to me, which I'm very sad. But if you're not able to beat me because I win it, it doesn't matter. Whoever comes closest to me when I've sat at the top of the perch, like I have been for the last two seasons, the winner will take home a lot of lovely gifts from the one, the only Steve Linex, sponsor Steve Linex at foxy 7 clothing, uh, uk. because the overall winner of, of you guys taking part We'll get one of the following, as you can see there, a cap, a beanie, a t-shirt, a sweat top and a hoodie. All courtesy of the legend, the of the legend himself, Steve Linex, who likes to run over phones and sometimes not be here. But apart from that, we love him always. So, yeah, make sure you're involved and you're in with a chance of actually winning some free gifts. Indeed,
2: indeed. And check us out on TikTok, uh, where you see all the outtakes and the funny shows and the clips. And I still haven't done uh, Mike Tyson clip yet. I must go back and find that. Uh, <laughs> that was me. That was me. Uh, but there are if you if you find and I'm so and there's two accounts, LTIDTV, as you can see there. Is the one that you need to follow. If you lose my, if you follow my personal one, you get blocked because it's just easier than d- deleting you and then you thinking I'm, I've, I've clicked the wrong button and you request me again. Um, so it's at LTID TV, not the at chris whatever i've called myself on my personal one so i have two if you follow me on my personal one i just block you because that's for very close friends and family and you can also follow us on instagram again ltid tv if you like all your news picture way style whatever you call it um that is where you can find us on the old instagram as well but it's been a pleasure sir it,
0: yeah. it always is it always is mate
2: and uh, I am going to be back on Saturday morning um, with uh, an early start, quarter past ten, for the first England Women's World Cup game. Oh, that would
0: be playing? interesting. What
2: was that? Do you know who we're playing?
0: Um, Pass next question.
2: <laughs> you say you don't do quizzes. No, to be honest with you, I would have had no idea. We are playing Haiti.
0: It's oh, nice no to be mean, Chris. Who are we playing? <laughs>
2: they might, they might put a spell on us. I don't know. I'm a bit worried about that. <laughs> but um, it might be a load of voodoo dolls just lined up against us.
0: Maybe, yeah. maybe, mate. Yeah,
2: but uh, that is at half ten for a watch along. Um, looking forward to that. Uh, Eight o'clock on Friday. Check out Brad's quiz at the LTID TV quiz channel for a million point drop with Dan, uh, once Brad gets around to telling him.
0: Oh, uh... <laughs> he knows now. Don't worry. He's now up to date. He's very prepared. Oh, I've told him. Now, yeah. He? But I've, to- I've told him he's got a research stuff from 1912. So I'm luring him into a false hope uh, and then i to unleash a load of Premier League questions on well, it.
2: Honestly, that was the last time Burnley was successful, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <Hey. laughs> Boom. There we go. Yeah. And look, don't forget, tomorrow morning, if you've got nothing to do, tune into this lot, of Surrey Hills Radio, on Tinternet, all the uk Between 8 and 10, they've got a brand new radio DJ. Don't know who he is, Cuddly Cornflake. Apparently, he's supposed to be really good. Tune in there and have him listen. Apparently, his jokes aren't that good, though. Yeah.
0: Some say he's a Laster fan. Others say he's the Chris Moyles of Sorry Hills Radio. All we know is he's called the Chris. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I wondered where you were going with that one. No, yeah, <laughs> I had to think about it
0: myself before I went somewhere. <laughs>
2: yes. Uh, I had to sort of, uh, I had to do a thing, the redoing the the uh, website for it. And they sent you a questionnaire to all the DJs and you had to fill it up, like, who would you have a meal with and all this sort of thing. And it was like, you know, um, name your favourite DJ or something. And I thought, for God's sake, no, he's in jail. No, he's in jail.
0: <laughs> Nobody <laughs> from the BBC. <laughs> 70s,
2: which, unfortunately, was when I, you know... Uh, somebody said, like, can't you call yourself the hairy cornflake? Well, that was taken by DLT, who was in trouble with the police. Uh, <laughs> allegedly, he was found innocent. Yeah. Um, but there we go. There's not many of them out there. But the big, uh, the list of who I who I can play is a lot shorter with who I can't play. So
0: uh, <laughs> that's good, mate.
2: I dare I've got like you know. I nearly clicked. Do you remember Jive Bunny?
0: Sort of, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That's the sort of I mean to be, but totally honest with you, don't expect any. If you do tune in, don't expect anything serious at all, because it isn't. It's just totally, utterly. Cheesy music, cheesy jokes it's to wake up for and have a laugh to. And I think, like, oh god, I can't play that. I think, I think that one included a, a, a GG song. If you know who I mean by GG, of course, I'm sure you do. And I think I can't play that. And oh my god, that guy—that was a guy that's got a Rh song in it. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot I can't play. There's a lot I can't play. <laughs> Brad, thank you so much. So good luck on Friday. I will uh, tune in and. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll be on the show again soon, especially if we make a no sign. Doubt. No doubt.
0: Yeah, no doubt, mate. I'll, I'll be looking out the window of the transfer to see if we make any to alert <laughs> you to any, mate. Uh, oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, we've signed somebody, right? See, Chris, 10, 9,
0: 8. 6. Yeah. <laughs> <There he is>. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how it goes, mate. Yeah, I bet. All
2: right, mate. Take care. Thanks for coming on. Cheers, mate. No worries. See you yeah. later. See you later. Bye-bye. Thanks so much everybody uh to Brad and uh, to everybody in the chat really really do appreciate it and Craig earlier of course who popped on who'd seen the match uh yeah it was Northampton it's little matter of Tottenham that's coming up i think Saturday night uh, i don't know if Brad's going to be for that free for that one or not but Saturday night is the Tottenham watch along and then in a week's time we've got Liverpool in the Thailand Invitational Buttons Cup or whatever it is so uh we'll be we'll be doing those as well uh, I think brad's gone anyway, so i can't ask him um other than that, thanks very much. thanks to everybody. If you want to subscribe, please do it's $1.99 a month it does keep the channel running now that I'm an old guy and I'm retired um it then it it, it does help the the channel get along as well one ninety nine a month and you can even come on here and join us as Tony did the other week uh I'll see you back on here on Saturday morning for the watch along for the World England Women, and Friday night on Brad's channel for the um, quiz with Dan Dan the Burnley fan. Thanks very much. I've been Chris. This has been LTID TV, and this is Arnie. Good night.
1: Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too, or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.
2: That will conclude this evening's entertainment.
1: about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Uh, participate in restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.